Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. That's a good point. Um, and it's something I talk about a lot, right? Because again, there's pros and cons to each business model. Now, the pro with private label is that you have that brand that is easier to sell. Like you can exit a, a private label brand. It's much harder to do that with wholesale. Very hard to do that with wholesale. I've seen one for sale. The multiples aren't very good. Um, and you have to have a lot of exclusive agreements. They don't happen as often. The way I approach this, because I think there's strategy involved. If you're getting started and you don't have a lot of money and you're like, hey, I just I want to get into business and I want to be able to do it full time very quickly, wholesale is a great cash flow business. Wholesale is not a build your value of your equity and exit. Probably not gonna happen. Like I've seen people be like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm doing a million a year, I'm gonna sell it. Good luck finding a buyer. Because I can do due diligence during that due diligence process while trying to acquire you and replicate your business for free. It happens. So you're not going to exit the business, not a wholesale business at least. Um, so what, the way I think makes a lot of sense is if you're getting started, start with wholesale, get the cash flow, and then use that cash flow to launch private label products. That is your exit strategy. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't have a lot of, I, like, I've never done private label. I love the idea of private label. I'm definitely not one to be like, retail arbitrage sucks, private label sucks, because it's not wholesale. No, each one, each one has its pros and cons. It depends on what you're optimizing for and what you're trying to do. If you're like, hey, I love my job. I want to build a cool brand on the side. Private label is probably great for you. To be honest, it's probably the best thing you could do. If you hate your job and you want to be working in a business full-time very quickly, wholesale is probably better. But again, you, like, the longevity of wholesale always comes into question. And it's a good one to always ask and be aware of What's happening? Like, do you have your finger on the pulse? You know, a lot of brands, and, and it's really an assumption because it's not what I see. Like, I, you know, you you have the assumption that brands are going direct to hold to uh, to Amazon. A lot of the brands that I carry that I have direct accounts with did that, hated it, stopped selling to Amazon, and want to use either themselves to do it or third party sellers. A lot of them don't want to do it themselves. It's just third party sellers suck especially in wholesale. <laughs> like we, like we ask for a lot. We want the lowest prices possible and we want to negotiate 80% just because, and then we place a $300 order. Like if you approach it from a professional real, like don't be an Amazon seller. Don't be an e-commerce seller. Be a business owner. When you approach it from that standpoint, these accounts are easy to get and they're great. And it's easier to negotiate discounts where it makes sense. Um, but a lot of brands, especially the ones we go after, because we're not going after like, Nike, right? We're going after smaller brands, but still have good volumes and good, and good followings that um, they're just, they're not wanting to do it anymore because Amazon comes in, says, Hey, you have map policy. That's great. We're not going to accept that, but we'll place a order for a hundred thousand units. So the brand goes, Oh my gosh, that's a hundred thousand units. You know, yeah, we're going to sell it for a lot lower than we normally would, but it's a lot of money. Let's take it. And then they do that. And then it's miserable. And then they don't get another order place for a year. 
And not to mention, Amazon doesn't take good care of their listings or uh, anything like that. And often they don't understand what they're getting into because you can go into Vendor Central and you can have good control of your listings and everything. And a lot of vendors don't realize that. Um, But honestly, these brands, when they have the wholesale model in mind, when they are brands that just want to sell to retail, Amazon included, they have no they have no interest in going and selling direct to consumer. That is not what they are in this business for. If you study the older version of retail and you look at um, brands that come into the marketplace, their whole plan is not direct to consumer. That's, that's a new thing. Um, Direct to consumer (laughs) is actually very, very expensive for brands. Um, They are used to selling in large quantities to multiple retailers uh, and just handling the wholesale stuff. They're not interested in writing out optimized listings and running advertising. They don't have to do that when they're selling to retailers direct. So as Dylan mentioned, if you go to these brands and you approach it like a retailer would in buying multiple units of a certain product and knowing that you understand the market and you're showing them that you're uh, educated and professional in this manner, there is no account that you cannot get. Um, And let me tell you, every account that I've ever gone in and basically I treat it like a job interview. So when I call up a, a brand and I am interested in selling that product as part of my store, I go ahead and I tell them exactly what about their product I love. I tell them what about their product concerns me about adding it to my store. And I basically tell them how I can improve things. And they're like, oh, can, can, can I get your number? Can we like set up a meeting? And I'm like, well, I don't know if I have time <laughs> yeah. for all that, but you know, great product. And you know, let's, let's just get this order started. Um, so bottom line, remember guys that retailers... These brands, they're interested in selling to retail because think about it. They're not selling one product at a time to an Amazon customer. Exactly. They're selling hundreds at a time. So that's, that's what a lot of private label sellers miss out on is they are going direct to consumer when they could be taking, taking advantage of the ocean of retail, uh, of which Amazon is only 4% up. So um, anyway, you know, on that line, I think it's a great opportunity. Like you said, Dylan, yes, private label is great but it requires intellectual property. It requires an advanced understanding of the marketplace. Um, and it requires a lot of business planning. So if you're just wanting to get out there and start a business and get some cash flow going, yes, this is a great way to do so. Yeah. And what's great <laughs> about it versus retail arbitrage is that you can replenish. <laughs> In retail arbitrage, yeah. it's very hard to yeah. replenish. You take the time to create a cool listing or, you know, to list on a listing and then you can't get more of that product. And you're like, oh man, you know, I, I need to get more of it. Versus if you, you know, have these established relationship with vendors, you can get more as you need it and have that long-term relationship. So that is great. Speaking of listings, that's our next question. What, uh, do you have to create listings or what's the deal? Like, do you just list on other people's listings? How do you do that? Yeah, typically it's on whatever existing listing is there. Um, when we're doing the sourcing side, again, we're starting on Amazon. That means we're, we have to have a listing to look at and analyze. So I'm looking to tap into the already existing demand and fulfill the supply side. That's, that's all I'm doing. Um, now, bundling is very popular right now and it's doing very well, where you can take 
wholesale products that would not be profitable on their own on that listing. So let's say you got the account, everything looks great, but profit's just not there. Cool. Start looking at other ways to bundle and create bundle listings that are unique that you can actually hire markups. Brands like that. So it's also a good way to increase your volume. So let's say I'm doing 100 units on a regular single listing per month, but I create a bundle and I'm able to move an additional 100 units of that same, let's say, uh, brand A, product A, right? Um, all the brand sees is that I doubled my sales volume with them. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not an expert by any means on, on listing optimization and creation. That's why I had you on our podcast <laughs> to talk about it because I had so much to learn. Um, but you don't have to. And, you know, for the first like two years, I, just, I didn't. You know, I joke that I'm effectively lazy and it's not because I, I am lazier that I don't want to do the work. It's I look at every task that I'm about to do and say, is that more important than me calling suppliers or sourcing? Because at any point in time, I could be doing that. And that's what drives business. Now, at a certain point, yeah, absolutely makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of people overcomplicate it too soon. Yes, you can do all these things. Yes, you can run PPC. Yes, you can do listing optimization. But if you just got your, like, if you haven't even got your first account yet, just focus on that. <laughs> Don't focus on being an expert now. Focus on getting a business started. My biggest pet peeve, um, and it's, it happens in every industry, is a lot of people who get into it decide they want to, they're excited, they're passionate about it. It is exciting, but they choose to play business over building a business. The difference here is you spend a week building a website. You got your LLC. Your name's perfect. You got a logo. Guys, you don't need a logo. If you do wholesale, by the way, don't waste your money on a logo. I don't care if it's five, bu five bucks. <laughs> you don't need a logo. But you do all these things. Two weeks has gone by and then someone goes, cool, you have a business. That's awesome. You're in wholesale. How many accounts do you have? Goose egg. You have none. <laughs> you don't have a business. Right. So you need to really shift over to execution on what matters. The only two things that matter when you're getting started and you're building a business is accounts and orders. That's it. And you got to have accounts before you can place an order. So I want to spend 95 to 98% of my time doing one of those two things exclusively. That means I'm going to give up a lot of, a lot of opportunity, but you, you can't run listing optimization if you don't have accounts. You can't run PPC if you don't have accounts. And if you don't have revenue, you don't have a business. <laughs> so I know it's harsh and it's very crude, but the realities of it is that's business. Like you have to have revenue to have a business. Um, and we got to shift from the mindset of all the fun things to do, like business cards and all those things that don't add revenue to the things that really are what I call unsexy tasks. It's picking up the phone. It's spending four hours a day you know, combing through Amazon to find those one to two or one to two percent of the products on Amazon that work with wholesale and getting rejected a lot when you get started. <laughs> it's not fun, but if you get through it and you get through that learning curve, it's so simple and straightforward. You get rid of all the things that get in the way. But once you're there, once you have, let's say, a handful of products, oh my gosh, now bundling, now listing optimization, now running PPC. All those things come together, but they are substitutes. They are not substitutes. They're additions to a foundation. 
Yeah, you can't just optimize get something you don't have. <laughs> Yes. Get out there and get started. So we had two listener questions kind of along that line. The Mm -hmm. first one was finding products. You mentioned you kind of get out there and you look in the categories and you use, yes, Amazon QuickView and Keepa to just kind of um, make sure that it fits your criteria. And then you go out and you contact that brand and try to source that product. So, you know, that's kind of the way to do it. Somebody asked, is the Jungle Scout Chrome extension a good way to do that? And um, the other question was, then when you get to that point, you find that product that you want to go after, yeah. what are some of good tips to convince brands to take you on? Sure. Um, Jungle Scout's Chrome extension is fantastic for this. Here's my caveat. And this is coming from a guy who is a founder of two Amazon tools. Tools are efficiency tools. They're not effective tools. What I mean by that is if you're not effective, you're not good at sourcing wholesale products, you becoming more efficient at a process that you have yet to hone is not going to yield much more. <laughs> um, I didn't use Jungle Scout for the first year plus. So while everybody was jumping into wholesale going, yeah, but I got Jungle Scout so I can, I can outpace you. Like, okay. I still, I still destroyed them. I still outgrew them because I focus on being effective at sourcing and knowing what to look at and taking my time and really honing in on that. And after a year plus of doing that, I was like, okay, I could save some time. Then I got Jungle Scout. Are you talking a year and a half plus before I even considered it? Because again, it's an efficiency tool. So it's good, but you got to know how to do it first. It's like hiring a VA to do a task you don't know how to teach or do. It's probably not going to go work out too well. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you know what you're doing, if you, if you understand how to source wholesale products, especially if you've gotten a few accounts, sure. I think it's fantastic. I really do. Um, in terms of you know, some good tips to convince brands, there's so much to that. I mean, I could write a book on just that alone. But luckily, there's been a lot of books written about this. You have to understand wholesale is not a transaction in the sense that retail arbitrage is. When you're purchasing product, not a transaction. It's a B2B relationship. That means it's a deal, not a transaction. So when you approach it from that perspective, a deal has flexibility. That means you have to be flexible. The brand has to be a little bit flexible, um, at least hopefully. But a transaction is you log on, here's the price, don't talk to me, purchase, buy. It's not what we do. When you're calling these brands, if you start with, hey, I sell on Amazon and I'd like to open up a wholesale account with you. Good luck, not gonna happen. What I like to do, and I was actually talking um, with a guest on our podcast this morning about this, is it's about the relationship. It's getting to know the person. So the first, and and yeah, you're going to freak out when I say this, but the hour of that conversation, I have yet to talk about business. I tell them, hey, you know, I'm interested in in a wholesale account, but I usually segue into the relationship between me and that person. Now, if it's a rep, numbers matter because they're hearing 10% of whatever number you're throwing at them. It's very important. If it's a founder, a CEO, somebody who has stake in equity or the brand, I'm not talking numbers. I'm talking about the brand, especially if it's the founder. Like, dude, you built this? Like, like I'm, I'm going through the reviews and like the product's amazing. Like people love what you've built. Like what, what's next for you? Not even talking about a wholesale account. That comes later. What I'm trying to do is position myself as one, an expert, and I'm not but a lot of people do when they want to be an expert or can be conceived as an expert is they word vomit. Here's everything I know. Cool. Too much. Ask questions. You have to demonstrate you're an expert by understanding 
what questions to uh, ask and to address fears or concerns that a supplier will have without them having to do so. And there's a few. You place small orders well, by asking for a lot. You don't follow map policy. Um, you don't care about the brand. You just want to take the price to move a lot of units and you're gone. So longevity of that account matters. Um, good communication. These are all things that brand owners have told me after denying me the account because I just started asking, hey, like, why is this painful? Why do you hate Amazon sellers? They told me. They gave me the blueprint. So I approached that. Listen, I know a lot of Amazon sellers jump in here and they place really small orders. I'm not looking to do that. I'm looking to spend anywhere from 10 to 20 grand with a new seller in this category this month. And if, that, if we can do that profitably together, that's awesome. And listen, if I, if I can only spend five grand with you profitably, I'm happy with that too. But I want to make sure we're getting closer to that 10 because I want to spend 10 with you. You know, if I can spend 50 grand a month with you profitably and I don't have 50, I'll go raise 50 because it's profitable and I want that relationship with you. I want to get behind what you're doing. Um, you know, the fact that you called instead of sending an email, your communication's good. Talk to them like me and you were talking right here. It's conversation. We don't have to be all, hello, you know, suit and tie. Like that's not, it's a person. That's it. Be goofy. I literally will joke that I just fell down a flight of stairs on the phone. Like, oh God, dude, sorry. I just fell. Like, like whatever. It's just, it's a break, right? Like you just kind of like laughed a little bit, but the, the other person on the other end of the phone will do that too. And it's a good break. It's, they're like, okay, this guy human. That's good, right? Let's joke about it. Um, but again, it's, it's understanding, I guess, really like the EQ side of things. It's understanding people, psychology, um, what matters to them, what, what's the benefit to them? Because really, you trying to give them 10 grand isn't enough. There's plenty of people trying to do that. But you have to understand and just ask, what do you want? Like, what, like what's your ideal situation? Can you do that for them? If you can, awesome. That's an easy win. Um, but it's also just, and I've realized this recently, it's experience. It's understanding sales and people, not fun sales, <laughs> but it can be once you get it. And I challenge everybody who wants to get into wholesale to call 100 suppliers before they even begin to complain, because you have to learn, you have to understand, you have to gain experience and you have to build a pattern that works for you. The way I talk and communicate is not the same that everybody else will. That doesn't mean you can't get better or have your own spin on it. Um, you know, I have people be like, oh, well, English isn't my first language. So I think that's going to be a hindrance. Why? If you're Indian and you have a strong Indian accent and you call a supplier or the rep and they're Indian, dude, that's amazing. That's an immediate connector. That's an immediate relationship builder. Does that happen all the time? Of course not. But that doesn't mean you can't joke about it. Not at all. I joke all the time about myself, about Jacksonville being terrible and boring, even though it's kind of great and it's cheap to live here. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just, it's understanding it's, it's a relationship, not a transaction. I absolutely love that. So we basically just covered our next three questions all in that right there. <laughs> So that that's great. <laughs> no, it's just really, that's really great advice, Dylan. And I, I think that, like you were saying, we have a lot of listeners that are overseas, you know, that don't live in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I think you're totally right. Like most of my clients are overseas, you know, and I love hearing a new accent. I love hearing a new experience. Yeah. 
you know? And I, I think that you should be proud of who you are and where you're from and, and that you're trying to do business. And remember that every single person behind that phone had to start somewhere and had to do the same thing. Yeah. And they will definitely respect you for that. So, well, before we end our call, like let's talk a little bit about, um, about Vendrive and, you know, what is it? Why did you start Vendrive CRM? And what problem does it solve for sellers using wholesale model? Yeah. So when we got started, it was all spreadsheets, uh, Trello even. I, I, I kind of hacked together this little system um, to help me manage the logistics of it, right? Because I wasn't touching product, but I still needed to know where every purchase order was in my system, right? So I created this little... I had <laughs> spreadsheets for the details and then Trello cards for the high level. Where's this order at? You know, Was it shipped yet? Has it hit you know, my warehouse? Has it been shipped out yet? Has it been received? All these things. Um, and eventually I met my co-founder, James. Uh, he was a little bit ahead of me in wholesale. We actually met on Instagram, believe it or not. <laughs> like, I just reached out. I was like, hey, dude, you're at seven. I'm at six figures. Let's talk. And he's like, yeah, dude, you know, jump on Skype. Help me out a ton. Um, but come to find out he's actually an engineer. Like he just, he's finishing his master's in engineering and AI this semester. So super excited for him, like three weeks. Um, and he's like, Hey, I kind of built this tool to help me manage my pipeline of suppliers. Cause with wholesale, once you start to really scale and you understand the system, you're reaching out to hundreds of suppliers. It's a numbers game, right? Cause it's sales. And so a lot, of, a lot of these CRM tools or, you know, customer relationship management tools are just way <laughs> over-featured for what we do. It's too much going on and it's too cumbersome. So he had built a version of that for wholesale. Like we tap into Amazon's API, we pull product data. So we have a profit calculator. You can put in, you know, while you're talking to a supplier, here's the cost, here's the shipping. I know if I'm hitting my mark or not. So what we ended up doing and, and why this comes to play and why it matters, um, we have our own Facebook group for wholesale specifically. We said, hey guys, check it out. Let us know what you think. I don't know. I don't know if it's a thing. People liked it. The reason for it is it creates a pipeline for your supplier. So what ends up happening is you have a pipeline page and it's broken down into stages, right? Uh, suppliers I need to contact, suppliers I have contacted, suppliers um, that received or that that sent a application, you know, ones that I have submitted, like the whole like process broken down. And so what ends up happening is as you're sourcing, I like to batch things. So instead of I find a brand, I call them. What I do instead is I batch it by let's say 25 to 50 suppliers. So I will do nothing but sourcing and then I dump them into stage one of my pipeline. I have a whole uh, supplier profile built out. So I have a note section. I can put in any notes there. Um, that I'm thinking about that I don't need to remember because I want everything in here out. <laughs> um, especially when you're talking hundreds of suppliers. I have the ASIN attached to that supplier profile so I know exactly which product I'm going to target. Um, maybe even minimum pricing, right? Because I can go ahead and run that and say, you know, if I'm at $25, I'm break even. So anything below that would be profitable, but we can talk about it. So you have that peace of mind. I also have contact information put in there. So once I have, let's say, a batch of 25 to 50 suppliers, now all I have to do is sit down and go supplier by supplier, making phone calls and opening up accounts. But I have everything here when I need it instead of here. That's very important. So every single day when I wake up, I know what my priorities are 
and what's going to really move the needle forward with my business. Because unfortunately, <laughs> some of us lose um, pricing sheets in Gmail like they used to use um, that had $2 in profit and you find it three months later. Vendrive makes sure that doesn't happen. Like I've l- literally done that and Vendrive makes dropping the ball a non-issue because you know where every single one of your suppliers is in your pipeline in each stage and what you need to do to move your business forward every single morning. That's the value of Vendrive. Love it. Okay. So, and you said, you mentioned your Facebook group. So I want you to Mm -hmm. definitely plug your Facebook group because I know it's a super helpful community (laughs) and um, just great people. And you guys are not like salesy. You're honestly helpful. And and so please, anybody wanting to get started with Vendrive or just get started with wholesale in general, please plug your Facebook group so they know where to find you. Cool. I'm digging up the, the short link so I don't have to send you the long one. <laughs> so if you go to vendrive.com forward slash group, that will redirect you to our Facebook group. Um, it is, you do have to request to join. Um, you know, not a big deal. Um, but yeah, as long as you request to get in, you're good to go. Um, we filter very heavily for spam. And there's a lot of people that do not get um, entered in because they don't ask or answer the questions we ask. That's their reason, guys. Answer the questions. We'll get you in there. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're not really salesy. We you know, have a weekly wholesale podcast. I just recorded an episode this morning um, with a really cool guest. And yeah, we just kind of geek out with this stuff. So we go pretty ham all the time. <laughs> yeah, and you have an awesome podcast. And I know I, I have a ton of people that have come to my group um, to Amazing at Home because of your, your podcast. And you've got a lot of great listeners and fans and you give out a lot of great yeah. information. So we just thank you for that. And then um, we had one more question and, and then we'll touch on Aura real quick and we'll wrap it up. Um, Ash asked, uh, I live in Spain. Should I look into selling in my country or the U.S. market, or does it not matter where I live? Do you have some advice for people that are living overseas, and and um, would wholesale be right for them? Sure. So we actually have a lot of Vidrive users who are overseas that do well selling in the U.S. market. Um, like Andy, he's in New Zealand. The hardest part there is the time difference. So you have to factor that in pretty heavily. Now, can you make it work? Of course. Um, but it depends on like, let's say your work schedule. Now, if you have time flexibility, it's really not a big issue. Um, the only other issue that I've seen come up, and again, I don't have personal experience with this because I primarily do US, um, is if you're in another country and you're trying to sell in the US, especially wholesale, um, you still need that resale permit that can be difficult to get if you don't have a US based company. Now, can you still do it? Of course you can. Um, there are some hurdles. I don't know them all because I haven't gone through them personally. Um, but you can absolutely do it. Now, if your country has Amazon and it's popular, I mean, listen, Amazon does not do well in China. Doesn't. <laughs> so if you're in China, probably not the best opportunity, but it could be. I don't know. Um, why, can't, why not test both? Why not? Um, I know the U.S. market is obviously preferable because of the amount of demand, the volume, um, logistics. We're actually pretty good with logistics here in the U.S. Um, like I don't import anything. Everything is bought in the U.S., transitioned in the U.S., and sold in the U.S. Um, makes my life way easier, actually. Um, but no, you, you could absolutely do both. You'll just have to look into, one, what do you need being a non-U.S. business, if you are, or two, 
how do you create a U.S. based business and then get your resale permit? You know, Delaware is pretty good, I hear, um, <laughs> and figure that out. You know, I don't think it's going to be terribly difficult if this is something you want to do. Again, the unsexy part of business tends to be the most effective. Dive into it. You know, make it happen. If it takes you two weeks or thirty days, if you want it, let's get it um, and do what you got to do. I, I know there's a lot of foreign sellers that sell in the U.S. markets. So somebody somewhere has that answer for you and they can sum it up and tell you exactly what to do and where to go and how to get it done cheaply. Just ask around. The cool thing about Amazon communities, if you ask somebody has vocal opinions, yeah. <laughs> whether it's correct or not, we're not quite sure. Um, but if you find commonalities of, you know, three people told you, here's how you do it and they've done it themselves. Perfect. Let's, let's, let's uh, give it a try. Awesome. Yeah, that's really great advice. And, you know, you yeah. have, um, I, I know Andy as well, and um, and he's done pretty well with some of his wholesale accounts in the US. And he's, I think he's in New Zealand. Andy's cool. I like Andy. Yeah. Yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. He's so, so cool. <laughs> um, and his accent's just awesome. Uh, I know. <laughs> so before we wrap it up, again, thank you so much, Dylan, for your time. And we just want yeah. you to be able to tell us a little bit about Aura. Uh, we're already at our hour, but let's just, let's just cover Aura real quick. Uh, what is Aura? It's a repricer, but what is it all about? And, um, and how might it help our listeners? Sure. So goaura.com is the the link. It's just called, it's our intelligent based repricing tools. So once we release VinDrive, we're like, okay, you know, that was, that was pretty simple technically to put together, but let's, let's do something more complex. So we decided on repricing because <laughs> why not? Um, in a year plus in development, um, super complex. We have it set up so that we can innovate the industry. What, what we really care about is, is products that are easy to use, that have nice UI, you know, a nice display. It's actually easy on the eyes. <laughs> it's not clunky. It's not heavy. And it's not pricey. So Aura is 57 bucks a month. It's a single pricing tier. Um, we don't have AI strategies yet. That's something we're developing now. The key point here, because <laughs> people are like, why is it taking so long, guys? We're doing true AI, like neural networks, all that jazz. It's not just we say we have AI and you know we're doing something else like game theory. Totally different. Um, we're developing that now. So what we have now is what we consider advanced repricing. So in terms of performance, we're repricing within 60 seconds. We do what's called load balancing, which we do use AI for that right now, which is just to say, if you have listings that are very volatile, a lot of price changing, we're going to give you more server resources than a listing that doesn't change more than, let's say, once an hour. Um, that way, you could stay competitive. So we're finding that we're repricing you know, 60% quicker when we're benchmarking against other tools, 65% more control um, time-wise of a buy box because of bead. And so... Basically, we built a repricer that is advanced, that is cheaper because we are pretty good with data. <laughs> We're kind of dorky here. And uh, the way I kind of position it, we're trying to climb Mount Everest and we're just now unpacking Basecamp. And what I mean by that is we have advanced repricing now that's good to go. We've been solid with that. What we're trying to build now and the innovations that we're bringing are way different. Like you've never seen it. The companies that say we have AI repricing, I promise you it's not the same. Um, we're doing some very advanced data science stuff and that's where our inner geeks kind of shine. <laughs> so if you want to get into repricing, um, 
you know, come over to goorder.com for 57 bucks a month. You get a, a 14 day trial, 50 K listing, active listing cap. That's ridiculous. Um, there's yeah, no limitations on it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'd be happy to have you on all support is me and James, the development team, James. <laughs> and so nothing's been outsourced. So if you have problems, we live chat, you know, why I actually was a little bit late to this is I was working with the user on a, a repricing experiment. Um, so we're testing some cool stuff too. So if you really want to be a part of what we're doing, definitely give us a shot. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thanks everybody yeah. for tuning in. And, um, and we're excited to, to publish the podcast all about wholesale. And um, Dylan, yeah. thanks again for, for being here. Awesome. Thank you guys. All right. We'll see you guys later. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at SellerRoundTable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.